Hey everyone, this is James Mackey and welcome to the Breakthrough Hiring Show. Join us as we cover high-level thought leadership and step-by-step guides on how to make people a competitive advantage for your organization. I'm incredibly proud to be the CEO of Secure Vision, the sponsor of this show and the number one contract recruiting, embedded recruiting, and RPO firm. A thank you to our partners, Greenhouse, the hiring operating system for people-first companies, and Gem, the all-in-one hiring solution recruiters love. Let's go! Hi, and welcome to episode 14 of the Talent Acquisition Trends and Strategy Podcast. I'm your guest host for the day. My name is Nick Andrews. I'm the VP Marketing here at SecureVision. I'm joined by James Mackey. James, how are you doing today? What's going on? So, James, let's talk about what's going on in the world of talent acquisition uh, this week. The first piece of news, it's the biggest one all week. It's Elon Musk, and he says he's banning remote work. Uh, for Tesla employees, he's saying that everyone has to come in the office for at least 40 hours a week. And if they don't like the policy, James, leave Tesla. You're fired if you don't <laughs> want to come in the office for 40 hours a week. What are your thoughts on that one? It feels pretty harsh to me. Yeah, it definitely feels, uh, I mean, he's, it's, he's taking a strong line on it. I, you know, quite honestly, though, I, I like transparent leadership. I don't necessarily agree with, uh, his, his, uh, philosophy that, that people, everybody needs to be in office 40 plus hours a week. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do, uh, you know, he's being very clear <laughs> on, on his expectations yes, and what he thinks. Clear. And, um, you know, I, I, I think where it, it would potentially bother me a little bit more is if this is kind of a, a tactic, like if he knows he's going to be laying off a bunch of people and this is basically his way of, of doing that without being transparent about that, then that's a little bit messed up. And if that's the case, uh, then, then that's, I think that would be an error, uh, uh, because I think people will will know if that, if that turns out to be the reason why he's doing this, but you know, if, if he's simply just saying like, look, we've decided that moving forward as an organization, uh, we're going to be in office. Um, you know, he's the chief executive, uh, and he has shareholders and he's in that position to make the best, uh, uh possible decision for shareholders. Not to say again that I, I don't agree with it, but, uh, I don't have necessarily an issue with it as long as, you know, is he going to take care of those people as they're transitioning out and, and, and hopefully create a good experience, uh, for them and make sure that they're, uh, they have time to, to make the adjustment. Um, and as long as he's not using this to essentially cover up the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's about to go through significant layoffs. So instead of just coming out the gate and saying that he's using this tactic, which that's not cool if, if that is the case. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. What, what also reportedly in uh, his note to employees was he's saying that this is less than we ask of factory workers comparing a factory floor worker to, uh, an engineer or a finance, you know, that, that doesn't feel like an apples to apples comparison to me. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, there, there's stories about Elon, you know, sleeping on the floor of, of the factory. He, it feels like he has maybe a soft spot for those workers, but you know, clearly those are two very different roles and, and responsibilities to, to kind of lump them all in one. I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Well, right. And like, I think one of the things he said too, was like, you know, how many of the companies that are working remote are building, you know, products that are changing the world, right? Or what's the last time they built a product that's changing the world? And it's like, okay, fine. If he's saying that the product development, you know, product design, product roadmap team needs to be an office, then oh, okay. Right. Like for collaboration or creativity or whatever it is that he he thinks is the reason. But I mean, I think just by, by saying like everybody needs to be in office, um, 
Yeah, I, I think it's probably you could it could be seen as an overcorrection, but like at the same time, he's defining the culture. You know, he's choosing that. You know, I want people to work here that view the things similarly. Uh, I'm assuming that this is also an indication that you know, look, if you're coming to work at Tesla, you're not coming here for work-life balance. You're coming here to, to develop products that are going to change the world. And he doesn't want people probably on his team that are looking for a good work-life balance or that don't want to prioritize their career over pretty much every other aspect of their life. So I think, you know, what he's doing is he's probably just saying like, look, if you're here at Tesla, your number one priority uh, in your life is developing these products uh, at Tesla. It's not taking time off. It's not, you know, uh, having as much time at home or it's not, you know, spending as much time as your kids. It's you are your primary focus is your career. And that's why you're at Tesla to, to change the world. Right. So, um, no, I don't think it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to, to group everyone, um, together. Obviously different jobs have different requirements. If it, if it makes sense, it's because he's, he's basically saying this is the culture and we're looking for people that buy into our mission uh, and buy into what we're building. And, you know, so I, I get it from that perspective. But um, again, I think, it you know, the email could be seen probably as a little bit blunt and short. But I think what really how I would kind of judge his actions are, are by the actions he takes now. How does he how does he help individuals that are going to be transitioning out? Um and and I mean, does does is it is it just like you know they're fired without severance? I mean, God for God's sakes, that would be awful. I mean, is he going to take care of people? Is he going to give them time? Right um, now, the, I, I would assume you know people working at Tesla are, are probably obviously some of the brightest people out there in tech, right? Right. So they're they're probably going to land on their feet, uh, but but still, like I, I would be curious to see how he treats people as they're they're working their way out of the organization. Yeah, to have that Tesla badge on your resume certainly has a lot of weight. And just to circle back, what to something you said earlier, you know, is this a potential precursor uh, to layoffs? There's also a rumor that Tesla is looking to lay off up to ten thousand uh, people, which is roughly ten percent of its workforce. So maybe this is all just one kind of master strategy. You send this kind of blazing fireball of an email <laughs> coming to the office, or you're gone. And then that kind of sets the stage for uh, these layoffs. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I mean, I think it's like again, like I feel like a lot of how he like explains things is to basically get a rise out of people and to to be edgy, almost like intentionally. Um, mm-hmm, right. And if if that's the case, like if this is just him not like willing to come out and say like, look, we're going to be going through a restructure and we're going to be going through like massive layoffs, and instead he's like making it about something it's not actually you know, really about, then that's kind of, you know, that's, that's not cool. Yeah. And I, I saw a lot of memes out there uh, this week about all this Tesla news. A lot of uh, those recruiters putting some funny memes out there. I saw one uh, with Elon Musk with a Santa Claus hat. They were all happy. Hey, thanks for all the, uh, the candidates you're putting out there. Uh, you're going to make my job a lot easier. So some recruiters having a little bit of fun uh, with, with all this Tesla news. Yeah, well, I mean, I think like the, the one thing to remember is that, you know, like, for instance, like we could believe or like a, a big portion of the tech community and just larger community um, throughout America could believe that remote work is the way to do it. And, and you know, that's it's more effective and and, and people are able to get more done and, and have better quality of life. And so therefore, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to get the best people on your team. But the reality is that every company has a right to define the culture that they wanted to to, to have. Right. 
That's right. Yeah. And, and so, and there's people that want different things, right? You know, mm-hmm. so maybe the majority of people do want remote, but you know, there might be of like top talent, right? Maybe there's 15% or 20% that wants to be in office and believes in Elon's strategy about being in office to create innovative project uh, products that are changing the world. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to appeal to the entire community of top talent. He has to appeal to a certain percentage that have similar values to what he does. And it can be very powerful to, 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 to just hone in and say, this isn't for everybody. We don't want to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. We want to be for this segment of the market because those are the people that we believe are going to scale this, you know, take this business and our products to the next level. So again, like I don't have an issue with it per se. Um, again, it's just, you know, the other thing that would, that'd be really kind of messed up too. It's like, what if, were they hiring people remotely up to like, like last month? Were they hiring people remotely? Right. Yeah. I wonder what their policy was. Yeah. Screwed up. I mean, it's like one thing. It's like, okay, somebody's been there for a few years or team's been been established for a long period of time. But, you know, if you just accepted an offer from Tesla and you, you know, you, you don't live near an office location. Um, and I don't know how common this is, but, you know, they better, if they, if that is the case, they better be willing to break those people off and give them a huge severance because if not, uh, that's, that's a, a pretty terrible thing to do to somebody. Yeah, and, and maybe there there is a deeper relationship between the factory floor folks and uh, the office people. Maybe there is some collaboration that we don't see or understand that's happening, which, which kind of requires to sure to be in office. Uh, moving on, James, I, I saw this uh, piece of news today about Cheryl Sandberg. She's the COO of uh, Facebook's Meta. Uh, she has resigned. Uh, she's been there for a long time, uh, almost like the public face of the company after Mark Zuckerberg and. She's feeling uh, burnt out, apparently. So apparently the, the feeling of being burnt out is takes no, you know, d- doesn't matter who you are, uh, how high you rise in the company, it, it can hit anyone. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's a, an executive at a publicly traded company that isn't burnt out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't think that exists. Um, so, so yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I think hopefully this is a healthy thing where it's like, she's just at a point of her career. She, she feels like, okay, I've, you know, I've, 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 I've helped these amazing companies and, and most recently at Meta and, you know, now it's, it's time for me to take a step down. So I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of those good logos, I mean, having that Facebook Meta logo on her resume and, you know, her body of work is extremely well, well documented. I'm sure she could take some as much time as she needs and walk in pretty much anywhere she wants. Oh, I mean, if I were her, I would just like, I'd basically just become, just go on the board and advise a bunch of like startups and growth stage companies for, you know, a put in like a hundred K annual contract and just show up like once a month for an hour. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, like that's like a speaking that's, circuit. And- right. Yeah. I mean, that's really, you know, after you get a, a gig like that, I mean, you really don't have to be putting in these, you know, 60 to hundred hour work weeks anymore. So James, we're, we're kind of entering this new new phase in our economy right now. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. The first big one in terms of uh, announcing layoffs that I saw personally was was Snap. Uh, it wasn't so much a layoffs, but it was a massive deceleration in hiring. I think their hiring plan was initially 2,000, and they've uh, brought it all the way back to 500. And that, you know, in, in my world in terms of the news that, that I look at kind of kicked off a whole bunch of we're going to stop hiring. We're going to start laying off. And I saw a couple more companies today, uh, two software unicorns. One was loom and the other carbon health, uh, both announcing some layoffs. So what are you seeing out there in terms of uh, companies and, and stopping hiring, slowing hiring and, and laying folks off, unfortunately. 
So what's happening is just due to the growth that we were experiencing last year, Q4, and even in Q1, it was a little bit rockier because of the uh, Ukraine-Russia uh, war. But um, mm-hmm. you know, prior to that, uh, particularly, you know, last year we were seeing uh, a pretty incredible growth and uh, companies were raising money at uh, incredible valuations <laughs> that we're really mm-hmm. not seeing on the market uh, at this at this point in time, and part of you know when when the most successful companies in the world when things are going really well, they're 100% offense. You know they're going to scale as aggressively as they possibly can, and if they're well funded, and particularly if they're able to raise at 100x valuations of ARR, right. mm-hmm. you know they're going to go out and proactively scale teams primarily mm-hmm. on uh, the go to market side and on the product and engineering side. Mm-hmm. Many times they're going to make those hires proactively, so. Um, you know, the, these same companies are, that are, you know, incredibly aggressive when things are going well, they're also incredibly aggressive when the market turns. So either way, they're never going to just kind of wait and hold off and, and, and take their time. Uh, typically, um, they're going to be very aggressive when things are well and very aggressive when things take a turn for the worse. And so you know, a lot of these companies that hired, uh, you know, have realized, okay, you know, now due to uh, the Fed's um, strategy to or decision that you know seven percent inflation is is really way too high we need to rope that in um you know they're 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 obviously seeing the growth slow and they're maybe some of the revenue projections that they they made last year are really not going to come to pass and so now they're going to go through deep cuts and the other thing is that these companies like they're not going to it's really bad for morale to to go through several layoffs, right? Like, okay, we're only yeah. going to lay off like a handful of people and then see how it goes. And then, you know, maybe we need to do another layoff. Like they would prefer to say, okay, we're going to cut once, we're going to cut deep. It's and then we're going to, yeah. And then just focus on growth again, which is, it's it, it, the reality is that it is better for, for morale of the team because you don't want people just constantly in fear that, you know, that, that they don't have job security. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, if you can do do it once and, and you know, do it the right way, uh, which is there's really no easy way to do it, but you 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 should do it by giving severances and, and taking care of people and these types of things and to the extent that you can. You know, I think that, that that's, you know, what these organizations are are doing right now. They're they're just cutting deep. And the other thing that's got companies freaked out about what the, what's going on in the market is because typically when the U.S. economy enters a, 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 a recession or a downturn, you know, we have uh, we, we have monetary policies that the Fed can leverage for like lowering interest rates. Exactly. But what's interesting about, you know, what we're going through right now is we're, we're raising interest rates. Because we have this inflation problem. So this is why, you know, a lot of VCs are telling their portfolio companies, like, this may not be the V-shaped recovery that we experienced in 2020, right? Like where it was just like very sudden. And then we came back like with a lot of power, like a quarter or two later within tech, right? Um, you know, tech rebounded faster, I think, than the greater economy. But, you know, with this, it's we don't have those monetary tools to to really to 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 yeah. leverage at this point because we need to increase interest rates if the goal is to to lower inflation. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of these tech companies quite honestly, you know, probably were okay with the 7% inflation because they were growing faster than they ever had before. Um and so it's it's now that they're looking at like okay, fed policy is to to bring down inflation, that's mm-hmm. going to slow down growth. I, I mean even you know the feds come out and said like it's we have to slow down growth if we're going to get if we're going to bring inflation down to the 2% target like it just has to happen right um so that's that's kind of what's going on i i think you know this this what from what kind of people are saying right is that what's happening now could 
could be a slower recovery, but the good news is that it's not likely to cut as deep as it did in 2020. So hopefully what we're seeing, we're going to see is a more mild um, recession. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a recession, but uh, you know, hopefully it's going to be a lot more mild and, and then, you know, it might take a, it's not going to necessarily be as aggressive growth coming out of it. Right. Is, is I think what, 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 you know, people are uh, projecting at this point. Right. Yeah. I would, I would totally agree with that assessment and, and well, Hey James, this has been fun. Uh, we're out of time for today, but thank you so much for breaking down the news of the week. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. This was fun. All right. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Breakthrough Hiring Show. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and gained a lot of valuable insights to help guide your talent strategy. I also want to say thank you to my team at Secure Vision for making the show possible. Secure Vision is the number one embedded recruitment provider, and we are a three-time category leader on G2. Secure Vision partners with over 150 companies to provide on-demand recruiters who specialize in either tech, revenue, or GNA. For more information, you can visit securevision.io. For more content, you can follow me on LinkedIn at James Mackey or on Twitter at James Mackey DMV. We've dropped links in the description. If you want to be on our show or have any topics you'd like for us to cover, reach out at breakthroughhiring.io. We really appreciate your support with reviews on Apple Podcasts. And lastly, make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for a new episode. See you next time.